the commanders practice for the troops. We know that some starters are going to play Saturday and it's a capital crossover here on your 25 August daily commanders update. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the Stoner. We are on the Believe Network and bringing you your daily Commanders update here for the 25th of August. Game day is upon us. It's tomorrow. We've got news on who is going to start. But first, Stoner, mm-hmm. something we can appreciate as Air Force veterans ourselves. The commanders found themselves at Joint Base Andrews mm-hmm. to practice for the troops here. Matthew Paris has a picture. Uh, this is something that I think is always kind of special. I wish I could have. I was never actually stationed at Andrews, mm-hmm. just kind of around it. So I always missed these, but it was nice to know that they had these going on. And, you know, this would be this is an awesome opportunity for our service members, primarily airmen down there in Andrews, by the way. Shout out to our Air Force uh, members there. But uh, for them to get kind of up and close, this is probably one of the better things I know that the Washington commanders do. What do you think of kind of these military tie ins that they like to do? Yeah, it's pretty cool that they they keep that connection to the military. I mean, this is the what is it? The second largest military community in the country behind San Diego, maybe third largest. Norfolk's pretty big, but you have all kinds of military members here. You know the tie that Ron Rivera has to members of the military. He loves that connection. I mean, we're called the commanders, and that was heavily influenced by the military. So I think it's pretty cool that they do that. Uh, Ron loves this kind of thing, going out and talking to airmen and and uh, sailors and and everybody who comes out there. And I think it's just cool, also, that just regular folk who are just stationed at Andrews who are doing their thing, then all of a sudden they get to be up close with Chase Young, mm-hmm. with Sam Howell, and guys like that. And of course, of course, Coach Rivera. And as you saw in that photo, the uh, the the wife of the new owner for the commanders and she spoke for it's pretty cool. I uh, they I like that they do that and I hope they continue to do it. Yeah, well it's just good all the way around and it's just a nice walk through for mm-hmm. the commanders as they prep for the final season preseason game and we do have news on that John Kime reporting that uh, Ron Rivera is you naming a few select starters to play on Saturday. Uh only offense starters. So this will be the second game in a row all chunk of your defensive starters are not going to see time mm-hmm. uh, on the field a little concerning stoner on that part for me as this defense tends to be slow right out the mm-hmm. gate it takes them a few games to get in there uh, but again through john Kime, uh it's probably going to be the interior offensive line nick gates earlier mentioning how that group needs reps 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 also, surprisingly, uh, Jacoby Brissett is going to get a quarter and a half of play. Yeah. What do you make of uh, Jacoby and some of the offensive starting line getting this time against I mean, Cincinnati? Kind of the way I look at it is that somebody's got to play. So uh, you got to get <laughs> they have 90 least, players. Well, that's true. They do have plenty to choose from. But uh, but if you have guys who, who need the reps, and we know Sadiq Charles, who missed plenty of practice at the beginning of training camp, he needs the reps and Nick Gates. He's just one of those guys who you could put him on Mars and give him zero dollars. He's going to play ball. He's a ball, mm-hmm. you know, he's a football player. So he wants to be out there and he wants to continue to develop and get all those reps that you talked about. Sam Cosme over there at right guard. He was 
he grew up as a tackle. So he's basically learning a new position. So it's kind of those guys who need that experience. Does Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne and Montez and Chase and all the, do they need all this uh, reps? Pro- yeah, probably not. Right. So, yeah. but it's good that they're going to be out there. And and as John Kime said in, in that, in that tweet there is that Jacoby has been working with the ones quite a bit this week, just for those reps, just to continue to uh, practice and get that chemistry. Cause you never know if, uh, if these guys are going to be playing with Jacoby for whatever reason. So they got to, you got to reps is the best thing to ever happen in any sport as you get prepared for the real games. Yeah, that's real practice time. And offensive line is definitely one of those position groups. They need to work as a unit. And the more time they get familiar with each other, the better they are going to be at protecting the QB. And we all know we want Sam Howell upright for the entirety of the season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm good with getting them in there. I think that we already saw that we have capable backups at tackle with Cornelius, Cornelius Lucas mm-hmm. and uh, Travis Scott. They're not Travis Scott. Uh, Trent uh, Scott. Trent Scott. Travis, Travis Scott was on the yeah, entire other person there. Trent Scott. Um, there, I think we're both both held down the tackle spots last week. I'm happy to get them some reps as well because that's uh, kind of important. Get our starter some rest there as, as well. So it'll be it'll be good. Interesting. We do have a game preview that our listeners are going to want to tune into tomorrow before the game. Before you get to that Cincinnati game, make sure you tune into that here on Ref the District. Uh, moving along, though, Stoner, uh, there is more to this, and and part of that is I mentioned Jacoby Brissett playing a quarter and a half. Mm-hmm. He did not look good, yeah, at all in the in the in the second game there against Baltimore how much of that played into him having to play against Cincinnati oh I think it probably for Jacoby himself not so much for the coaching staff I think Jacoby was probably disappointed in his play and he wanted Mm -hmm. to get some more time out there Uh, Jacoby is a is a darn good quarterback he's a good teammate and he wants to be completely prepared going into the season and and you know we talked about it when Sam was officially named the starter. He wasn't happy. He he thought he had proven himself in training camp that he could have been the QB one. So maybe that kind of carried over into the Baltimore game because it was kind of right about that time where he was uh, informed of that decision. So mm-hmm. maybe that got into his head in a little bit and he's like, okay, my head's clear. I'm back. I'm focused. Let me get out there for a quarter, quarter and a half whatever let me get that chemistry and then get out and get ready for the regular season yeah I I think it's important for him to come back against Cincinnati and get those reps and get quality you know play in because it was a rough outing at Baltimore and like you said this isn't a bad quarterback this is a good backup quarterback for Washington to have and you want him to feel comfortable going into the regular season because if he's called upon you know that's going to be uh, a live game situation and you don't want him to be struggling at that point. So absolutely good for him to uh, get those reps and be a, a real professional for Washington. Uh, moving along here, Sam Fortier bringing up that there's going to be what's called the capital crossover. Yeah. Uh, this is between the Washington commanders and the Washington nationals who are on fire, by the way, love mm. to see that. Uh, but they jointly announced a promotion that includes Josh Harris throwing out the first pitch at Nats Park on September 21st. 
Again, the uh, promo is called Capital Crossover. It will include honoring nationals at the Commanders and Bears in week five. So first question I have for you, Stoner. Yep. Did Dan Snyder ever throw out a pitch for the nationals? Nope. Never did. I don't know if he was never asked or he never wanted to, but nope, he never did. It's important to note that the nationals weren't here when he first took over the team sure. so he had he had a few years of questionable uh <laughs> business practices by the time yeah. the nationals came to town yeah uh, so sure. they're pro- probably part reason and then as the as time went on that uh went there and yes by the way for those listening i'd have to put one in for the dollar you know the jar oh, that's now. right you said his yeah, name i did yeah. I, I think did. you got about four bucks in there now i think you have about six but that <laughs> we're, we're not counting it's not a competition um Moving along from Josh Harris doing mm-hmm. this part, which I think is great. One of the things that I've loved seeing is the social media teams connect. I like that there's a, I love seeing when the commanders players go to a capitals game. I love when right. we see, you know, the nationals hook up with the commanders and do all this other stuff. It it makes the community, the sports community even tighter yeah. than it already is. So these are, these are some great things. Do you think no? Who who do you think is going to be honored? The Nationals that will be honored at the Commanders Bears game in Week Five. Well, here's the crazy thing, and that we know the Nationals won the World Series in 2019. They never really got to celebrate mm-hmm. that following year or to do things like this to celebrate them as champions because you know the whole world shut down with COVID and all that, and so this is an opportunity to celebrate the championship or to celebrate this new partnership, all of that. There's not many guys left from that team, especially with Strasburg retiring. I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, Patrick Corbin. Um, can you name anybody else that was on that team? That's still there. I mean, other than Davey yeah. and Mike Rizzo. Yeah. Lot, lots of turnover. Me. Yeah. Lots of turnover. So it'll be, it'll yeah. be good to see who that they pick by the way, national uh, game that's a Thursday night football game against the bears that they're, you know, going to bring in. So it should be a good nighttime crowd. Yeah. Uh, some excitement there in October for, you know, baseball, maybe the nationals are still uh, playing by then. We'll see finger <laughs> fingers, fingers crossed. Yeah, right. If, if they are playing stoner a uh, mm-hmm. little side note, since we're talking about the nationals here, uh, Washington uh, is going to keep Mike Rizzo general manager, Mike Rizzo, in Washington, Big he deal. won a World Series. Uh, it's to me, this is as mentioned here in the tweet by uh, Bob Nightingale. It's it's well deserved. I mean, you you bring in a World Series to DC, and then while there's a lot of frustration with dealing away star players, Washington right now, the Washington Nationals look like they're set up to kind of not maybe make a World Series run. But at least there's a young, exciting team, and the prospects are they're all starting to pan out. So this yeah. is starting to look like a very exciting team to watch. No offense to the beard and the rest of you Orioles fans, Ooh. but Washington Nationals look like they're going to be here to stay. Yeah, as they uh, have one of the best records since the All Star break. Yeah, I think they're 23 and 15 since the All Star break. They've won like eight of their last nine series, something like that. They just took two out of three from the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. But Mike Rizzo deserves a ton of credit. He built the team that ended up winning the championship. Let's not forget that. He came over from Arizona, and he started from absolute scratch. They had nothing. He drafted Strasburg. He drafted Harper, Rendon, uh, 
uh, he signed Juan Soto. Uh, he traded for Trey Turner. He signed Max Scherzer, Corbin, all of these. The the core of the team that won the series, that was all him. And so he saw it all the way through. Then, obviously, they ended up blowing it all up, and now he's building it again. He needs to see this one through, too, because he's even said, look, I know how to build a championship team. I've done it before, and I'm going to do it again. Mike Rizzo said that. I'm going to build a championship team again, and you want him to do it here. He probably could have got a lot more money to go to Chicago. The White Sox are now out of a GM, and that's his hometown, but he makes plenty of money. He makes like $4 million a year, so – uh, but but what would you have done if if the if the White Sox had offered you eight million, you know you might have to go. But it looks like they signed him. That's fantastic. He deserves the opportunity to see this second rebuild through. Absolutely, sneaking a little bit of our Nationals into your daily Commanders update here for the 25th of August. As mentioned, our game preview will be out on Saturday, so make sure you tune to that. No live game stream uh, as we are all going to be out of pocket, but don't worry, I will be bringing you your day after reckoning, so be sure to tune into that on Sunday, and we'll be back with another daily Commanders update on Monday, but until next time. Glad you're back, Rizzo. Be a fan. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.